My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Britt here today with a very, very exciting guest. You guys, the guest I'm bringing on, Colleen Biggs. She is a coach, speaker, leader, author. You know, she's also a trusted guide who helps female entrepreneurs draft well-defined plans and align with their actions and their objectives and chart a path to financial prosperity. You know, she's been a business coach for over 22 years and launching over 340 businesses. So we'll get into that in a second, but she's also the host of Take a Leap podcast. So welcome to the show, Colleen. Thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. How's it going? Oh, Brittany, it's so fun to be here. And one of my favorite things about a podcast is we can record from anywhere. So you could be clear across the other side of the country uh, and we can come together and connect for a mutual benefit for your listeners listeners. I think it's awesome. 100%. Yeah. Who you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's the beautiful part about the technology pieces that were kind of thrown at us, you know, and podcasting has gone crazy. And I listen to a lot of podcasts. I'm sure you do. And I think it's important for us to be able to tap into the information that we need in our season, you know, that's going to help us grow. So 100%. Yeah. Colleen, I'm so excited for today. Now, I kept my introduction quite brief. This way, um, I think it's best if you could elaborate and fill in those gaps as to what brought you to where you are today. Yeah. So, you know, I looked back and I was like, I feels like I've been an entrepreneur my entire life, um, but I've only been fully 100% an entrepreneur for five years. And uh, I jumped ship before the COVID, COVID hit, you know, and uh, it just, I started down this personal development journey in like 2016. And I really started diving into books of like my why and why, what is my purpose? And I think this has a lot to do with me just growing older as a woman and raising my children and those children, you know, going out of the home and me becoming an empty nester and realizing like, what do I want to do? What do I want to accomplish in this life? Like I've had kids, I raise kids, but what do I, where do I leave my mark? I have a long time right? I still have the other half of my life. What do I do with that? And so for me, I wanted to be able to build community for women. And I was already doing it in my church and in my community, um, you know, physically, but I wanted to be able to do it for women in business online. And I think that it's hard for women to, um, you know, find the right group and be around the right women, especially in corporate America, because they're kind of forced around a certain group of industry of people. And so for entrepreneurs, we have the choice of freedom and time. And I wanted to create a, a place where new business owners could feel supported, um, could get ideas from seasoned uh, people of, such as myself and other women that are in the industry so that um, they could grow faster. And my goal is for women to be proud of what they build and for them to also be financially independent. And as a female, that produces a lot more choices. Mm, 
I love that you mentioned that. That's so huge. You know, I was at a point in my life before where I wasn't financially independent on my own. And it, it was, when I look at it now, I'm like, I could never go back to that. I mean, you feel powerless. That's mm-hmm. how I felt anyways. I don't know if you can speak on that. Yeah, I would say most women do. I can't say that I've ever been financially dependent on another person because since I left my house at 17, um, I vowed to be financially independent from that point forward. Um, not financially freedom. That's big. That's a different that's a different mm-hmm. stance because I have a lot of money invested in things. Um, but you know, it depends on how you define that. But financially independent. All that states is that if you needed to, you can make financial choices for yourself, right? Independently um, of another person. And you, I think you nailed it. Powerless. How do we give our power away by giving other people more power over us? And so when that's in a physical or a financial or um, in distance or whatever that may be, um, I think that we need to pay attention to that. And, um, you know, I'm happily married and but still am financially independent. And there, there's just something about knowing that that's there. And that nobody can take that from you, right? No. And you're not stuck because you have, you can make your own decisions because you are financially independent on your own. You know, I, I mean, it's huge. It's very important. Yeah. I can just tell from the tone of your voice, uh, Britt, that, that you now, the way that you feel compared to the way you were deflated before and looking back, you even wonder to yourself, like, how did I ever let that happen? So, you know, if that's all I achieve, uh, in my lifetime is to have a dozen or two dozen or 10, you know, dozen women that are able to feel that way, um, and feel powerful in that way for themselves. Then, then I've, I've won and they've won. We've all loved this hundred percent, hundred percent. It's so important. You know, I never want to feel the way I did before, you know, it's, yeah. uh, like I said, you feel powerless and you're like, hey, well, what, where do I even start? Where do I go? I can't yeah. leave because of that, you know? Yeah. So it goes go back ahead. to something we were talking about earlier, which means we have to remember, I said in 2016, I started on this personal development journey. I needed to master me first before I could master any success that I wanted to have outside of a corporate W-2. So I had to figure out what's my why, what's my purpose, what lights me up, what am I good at, where's my knowledge, where's my skill sets, where's my gaps, what do I have to learn? Um, And then took, you know, uh, brought mentors and coaches and put people around me that could teach me and guide me. And I never was the smartest person in the room. I always went into rooms where everybody else was smarter than me and I was never afraid to share a financial situation or what was really happening in my business. Because if we lie or we put up some facade for other people to think you are some way, hint, hint, social media, and they see your life as one thing, then before you know it, they don't think you need any help. And so everyone just leaves you alone because they think, oh, she's killing it. She's super successful. So don't hide that. Matt, like spend the time 
to master you. If you're not the most important person in your life, then who is? Like, you got to take care of number one. So master you. Once you master yourself, then the you're unstoppable when it comes to success because you know what you want. You And most people, I could ask every single listener right now, Brittany, what do you really want? What is your do goal? Most, like, what do you want? Do most people even know? No. I get deer in the headlights, but it had to happen to me first. And someone said, Colleen, what do you want? And I was like, I, no one's asked me what I've wanted in years. I don't even know I how to no answer idea. that. Yeah. And I didn't know. And if I didn't know, how was I going to achieve it? Right. Right. And so that to me was the easiest that was the easiest multiplication to figure out what the problem was for most female entrepreneurs, which is they don't know what they want. So they don't know what they're, where they're going. And there's like zero clarity on any of that. When you're clear, like you're going on vacation on this date, or you're getting married on this date, everyone just works back the plan of all the actions that have to happen for that date. It is no different than in business, but yet in business, they just fly by the seat of the pants. I don't mm -hmm. understand. It's crazy. It's so true. <laughs> oh, Colleen, I, I, I'm really happy we, we, we took the time to cover that. Thank you for that. Yeah. Now, I mean, you, you've consistently been a, a, a six figure earner for the past, you know, for the past, since you left corporate, how, how tell mm -hmm. us how, and you might've touched on it already, but do you want to kind of dive in deep as to how you made that work? I was a consistent six-figure earner before I left corporate America. So that drove me, honestly, it drove me to want to make more than my CEO is what it drove me to do. Once I knew I could create my own money and generate my own income, it was like, well, then there's never an end, right? There's not a, a ceiling or a, um, you know, when you're like on a curve of how much money you can make based on what your job duty is in corporate America. So it was infinite. And I think that so many women forget and men, men forget this too, because my husband does, because we'll make investments and they were bad investments. And then when we come to the next investment, he'll be like, oh yeah, but remember that investment? I'm like, it's only money. We can make more money. It's literally like water. You can, it, there's always more of it. And I think when your mindset shifts to that, Britt, and you focus on generating income and creating income out of nothing, everybody who monetizes something that was an idea generated income out of thin air. And I, I don't think they realize that, that that's how easy it is to create and generate income. I've generated income on programs and sold them and never even created the program before I sold it. And then I sell it and then I create the program and then I deliver. So sometimes we have to, I, I think we need to remember that if, if you want to generate a specific amount of income, you first have to set the goal on what that is, right? Goes right back to if you don't have a clear plan, how do you know how much money to generate? I just, I don't do it for the money. You know how many times I've heard that, Britt? Oh, I don't do it for the money. I'm like, then why are you doing it? Why are you doing it? Why do you even have any expenses every month that you're spending money on? Like, why are you doing it? Um, they want to make money and they'll hire people to help them make money, but they'll say, no, I don't want to charge that person money. And I always say, listen, 
Um, money is a is an energy exchange, right? That's the way it works. And the biggest breakdown, especially for women, because men are in it's in their DNA, provider, provider, providers forever ago, right? Centuries and decades and forever ago. Women aren't, they're nurturers. It's not about providing. So because it's not about providing and because we're nurturers, what happens is we don't see um, money the same way. So if you shift your perspective on money based on money's not dirty, we can do so much more with money. When women have money, they make the biggest impacts. They take everyone with them. <laughs> they donate to charities, right? I'm not even going to get into what happened when men have money because it's not even worth today's conversation. <laughs> it's not. But sure. my point of that is I work with women. And so I talk a lot about working with women. And when you have your mind set up and you know exactly what your plan is, and then you have other ideas of lines of income, I call it profit pyramid. I do workshops on it, all kinds of stuff. The profit pyramid really shows you where your gaps are. And it shows you like, you can't make that amount of money with the programs you're selling right now because, hey, you don't even have enough time in the week, right? So mm -hmm. when, when they start realizing that, they can start plugging the holes, creating smaller opportunities for them to create some other income, for them to be able to generate the amount of money they're looking to generate. I've never um, generated less than multiple six figures because that's my baseline. Like that's that to me would be like, that's the bottom of the barrel pay. And then everything up above that is commission, right? So those are my goals and my programs are set and my uh, vision is set to accomplish that in a year. So if I'm behind on something, I've got to have supplemental income that's coming in to make up for that or create another program. So I, I think it's important for us to remember that if we have a goal and we're working to achieve that goal and we're measuring that goal, based on our lead and our lag, which is our results, then we'll generally achieve the goal. But I just see a lot of people not put effort into it. Absolutely. Going beyond. So tell us, absolutely. And I thank you for being honest, because that's what I want on this show. I don't, I, we don't want to beat around the bushes, you know? <laughs> I love it. So call, Colleen, tell us a bit about, you know, how you move from surviving to thriving in, you know, the five easy steps that you would, you would suggest. Yeah. So my mindset um, back in the day growing up, ever since I was a kid, even I was taught it was about surviving, right? Like everything was about we can't afford it. And it was about survival. And then people would say, oh, man, you're a survivor. And all of a sudden, my victim and my hardships became my badges of honor. And people would look at me and celebrate me for being this victim and getting out of these bad situations and like surviving, barely surviving. We're talking about, I've been homeless. I've, you know, couch surfed. I've been on food stamps. I've had all the things happen, you know, everything happen and horrible relationships, you name it. it. All of it was in my power to change. But if I didn't have the story, then I wasn't celebrated for being a victim, right? And then one day I heard someone say thriving and they talked about what thriving was. And I thought to myself, I want that. Like I want to feel like that, right? It's like someone who's unhappy and doesn't know what happiness feels like in a relationship, right? Where there's unconditional love and they're like, oh, I want that. And that's how I felt about thriving. And so 
I decided I was no longer going to play that game. I was no longer going to be that victim. I was no longer going to hold on to that kind of uh, survival mode feeling where you're barely like, I call it, you know, just sucking off the bottom of the ocean. Like, you know, just all the stuff that they eat off the bottom. I want to be like the big whale, you know, I want to like enjoy the waters and be able to go where I want to go and, and have other, you know, people respect me in the ocean, I guess is what you could say. And so I thought like, I need to swim with the whales, right? I need to be with the big dogs. I need to hang out with the great successes. I need to read what they're reading. I need to uh, listen to the podcast they're listening to. I need to duplicate their habits so that I can be more like them. And that's what I did. And um, it's not rocket science, Britt. It's seriously not rocket science. It's simple. If you want to be successful and you want to thrive, then you have to duplicate the habits of the wealthy and the thriving. And there's a lot of secrets out there that we don't know. And the only way you find those out is to hang around with the people that are like that. You know, the saying you, you become, you know, uh, the quantity of the people you hang around with the most. Yeah, you are the five that you hang out with or hang out with surround yourself. Five. Right. Yeah. I'm if you're hanging out with, aren't. no, exactly. I mean, if you're hanging mm -hmm. out with four millionaires, you're going to be the fifth, right? That kind of thing. Yep. And most of the time when you look at, you know, the, the equal average pay or, you know, income of those people, they're the same because if you were lower, when you got into the group, you're going to be, uh, you're going to rise to the occasion to those that are around you. So I definitely have to say that it, it's by choice who we choose to be around your network, no matter what you think in your life will always be your net worth will always be your net worth. You have got to hang out with the right network. You've got to put the right people in your network. You have to deposit into that social equity on a regular basis and work on the most important bucket, which is who knows you. You want people name dropping you in rooms when you're not even there at events when you're not there. That's how you get the phone call where they say, hey, we were, we were told that you'd be the best keynote speaker for our next conference. And then boom, cha-ching, payday. I'm being honest, that's how 100% of my workshops, trainings, and my keynote speaking have come to me, all because of referrals of someone who knew me, was in a room that I wasn't in, and dropped my name. So again, you've got to shift your mindset, but then you have to take action to put yourself in the circles with those people on a regular basis. Absolutely. Absolutely. Your network is your net worth. Now you had mentioned shifting your mindset. Now, does that kind of fall into the category of mastering you like mastering you to master your success? Do you want to dive in deep into that topic as well? Because I know you have a ton of value behind it. Yeah. And we probably touched on a little bit earlier, but let's we just did. keep going. <laughs> we did. And, um, you know, it really goes back to uh, how many times, Britt, do you think that other people are so concerned about what other people are doing? They're judging themselves against someone else's social media channel, Instagram feed. They're judging themselves against their neighbor who just bought a brand new car. <gasps> how can they afford a brand new car? Or they're judging themselves against a friend or a vacation that people are going on or whatever it might be. 
when we are just paying attention to everybody else around us and we're not focused on where our vision is and where we need to go, we are not mastering ourselves. Mastering ourselves has a lot to do with our values, who we are, our vision, what we want, what our goals are, who we want to hang out with, and purposefully putting yourself in situations and in circles where you're going to grow and you're going to learn. No one wants to be the stupidest person in the room. I'll tell you that right now. No one wants to be because you don't understand the lingo and it's uncomfortable for you. But how are you ever going to learn if you're always the one in the room teaching? There's nowhere for you to learn if you're always the one in charge or always the one. So when you master yourself, you're constantly learning. And I use the quote, if learning is beneath you, then leadership is beyond you. Leadership is earned. It's earned by your leadership style. And so when you serve others and you master yourself first, you become influential to other people and you naturally become a leader because other people want to follow your vision and you've enrolled them into that vision. I love this. Thank you so much, Colleen, for, you know, really elaborating on that. It's so mm-hmm. big. Now with your podcast, um, let's talk about that. Where, where is it at today? What were the intentions behind it? I mean, you have accomplished some great things with it, with only having it for, you know, a few years now. So let, mm-hmm. let's talk about that. Yeah. So we started off as a live radio show, which was a lot of fun. Uh, I remember when they asked me, I came in and did an interview. I was actually asked by a press release to be on the radio show. And then they asked me to uh, lead their women's empowerment channel that they were just launching, which was a complete honor because that was exactly what I was doing coming out of corporate America. So that was really great. And then when I stepped into the role, I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to be a podcast host. I don't know how to run a live radio show. And it was a lot of fun learning. It was, you know, I listened to a lot of podcasts. I mastered it. Um, And then it just became very organic. And I believe, again, the more raw and the more organic we can be um, of of truly being who we are, uh, that is what attracts the right customers to you. It's what attracts the right listeners to you because my personality is going to attract the people that want to listen to me. And so that's really how I've built it. And it's become a platform for me to have other guests on, for me to promote them, for me to teach, you know, and, and, and provide knowledge to my listeners about how we design our life every day. I don't do well with victims. I don't do well with, you know, uh, crybabies that say life's happening to me every day. When, when I say, listen, we have a choice every day. Even if you're in stage four cancer, you have a choice every day, how you get up and how you show up. Um, And so, How do you choose to live your life? What do you choose to do until the end of your life so that you live with no regrets? And how we design our businesses, how we design our relationships, how we design everything, we get out of that. You know, we get the equity out of that, but we've got to be the one depositing into that. Don't expect to have the perfect marriage if you're not going to take the time to deposit the equity into designing that marriage the way you want it. So, We're in charge. We've created our entire reality around us. Um, 
Yes, that is true. And so the belief part is really believing uh, that there's more out there. And so I always bring guests on that can educate and give the knowledge, of course, of the things they've screwed up and done wrong as well along the way so we can save someone else time so that they can build it faster. I want people to build businesses they're proud of and be financially independent and, you know, do those things that we talked about in the very beginning, Britt, when we started this um, this podcast is this is your one chance. It's a blip, right? What are you going to do with it while you're here? So beautifully said. Yeah, you know, and we can't show up as a victim every day. You know, you're the only one who can make that change. Are you ready to make it? You know, so mm -hmm. love it, Colleen. Now, I want to give you the next minute or two here to go ahead and add any last bits and pieces we haven't had a chance to speak about. If you want to share anything more with my get uh, with my audience, and then again, the best way to connect with you if anyone's looking to reach out to you. Yeah, you know, um, it was shared uh, with me um, that people are starving for connection and they're drowning in content. And I just think maybe someone listening needed to hear that that connection and being kind and truly connecting with other people because you want to, not because you have to, but you truly are interested in that other person and, and want to get to know them. Um, everybody wants to be seen, be heard and be validated um, and feel important. So make someone's day, you know, connect with them because that's where business starts. It's where everything starts. Uh, don't try and sell to people, <laughs> just connect with them. Uh, that's, that's it right there. And you can find me anywhere online at ColleenBiggs.net. Um, you can Google me, Colleen Biggs, and I'll show up everywhere. I'd love for your listeners to connect with me on LinkedIn or uh, at Colleen Biggs. Again, um, you can do that on Instagram, but DM me and let me know that you heard me on Brit's podcast. Uh, because I love to know where people find me. Thank you so much, Colleen, for taking the time out of your day to, you know, really, really add a lot of value to this episode today. I honestly, I appreciate it. And I cannot wait to see what happens next within your business that's doing incredibly well. So it was a lot of fun, Britt. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Group, if you're listening and enjoyed, please like and subscribe. If you're a six-figure entrepreneur or higher and want to come on just like Colleen Biggs did today, talk about your journey to talk about the podcast and your business, please go to Top 100 Interview. I'd like to have you on. Bye, guys. Catch you on the next episode. Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com. And then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.